Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. 
forever. Yeah. And I love it. And, and I'm, actually, I'm it. actually pleased that I, I've got it a bit later in my Radio 1 career. Well, as a 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah, as a 25, as a 33-year-old looking 25-year-old. Right. Um, I'm pleased to have got it now because I feel like I've got a bit more life stuff in my brain. Uh, and almost also, certainly. Yeah, but also I know... I've done like I've done a lot of getting pissed in my twenties. Yeah, on weeknights and stuff, and I'm I'm sort of a little bit over it. Yeah, I'd still quite like to do a bit more. Well, better. my friend said my friend because I'm so, I've been sober for like a year and four months now. Um, That's and good going. That yeah, do you feel better? Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not too I'm not like I don't know I'm not like you like never again. Yeah. It's just I. At the moment, I'm in a blissful phase where I actually yeah. have no interest in returning to the game, as it were. But my mate says, <laughs> he's he was just like, I asked him about it. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really go out as much as I used to because I don't drink so much. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me neither. And I was like, I was like well, if you ever want to talk about it. And I was like, all right, like, well, how do you feel about it? And he goes, well, I just completed the game, didn't I? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was like, the game. what do you mean? He's like, well, I just did it. I've done it. Yeah. I've, 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 I won. I did the game. I, I, I spent a lot of nights in you know unfortunate situations and you know mm. great stories and I've done that which was not a nice definitive thing I have a little voice in the back of my mind which is like <laughs> I think it's well for me Bella my wife who I got married to last year congratulations is a, thank you you guys are, are lol on Instagram she well she's she's a very funny lady mm. um she she she's a writer so she she tends to write better at night and sort uh-huh. of comes alive in the afternoon in the evening in the night time and that was quite a hard thing because she's up until about one or two and I have to sort of creep upstairs to bed at 9 p.m. At 9, yeah. Like, See you tomorrow. I'm like, can you tuck me in? You know, it's that, yeah, it's that it's kind tough, of thing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not your fucking mum. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, that's been a weird adjustment. But, you know, doing the breakfast show is not forever. And I think you just, I just got to go for it while I've No, while I've I think you know? it is forever. That's what I heard. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> the, the eye bags are forever. I heard it's yeah. forever. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's forever. Well, it is great. Listen, and, and you know, like the the impression you make on genuinely the nation. That's it's quite a, a lot of responsibility going on there. That's. I think that's the most fun thing about it is that that time of day you've got you have got people at their most vulnerable, and you know, talking about mental health. That is when you are most susceptible to feeling sad. Like the one that one thing in your morning could really set you off for the whole day. The whole day, and as long as that thing. It's good, and that's sort of our motto on the show, which is, let's do something stupid, let's do something funny, let's play a funny clip, or, you know, we found a funny bit from, found a funny caller from the day before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, try yeah. and pack that show with as much... It's like joyful is too much of a twee word, but it, we, we like it to be joyful, that show, yeah. without it being, as I said, twee or lame. You want it to, yeah, yeah. you know, have something about it, but... It's definitely, um, it's supposed to be a positive place. Yeah, of course. To, to be in the morning. Well, it's a lot. That first drive is a lot, or walk, or... <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, other than for, if, you, if you've if you been awake for an hour already, like me. <laughs> yes, Mug. I'm ready. But by 6.30, you're just sort of... You're I'm wind- ready, mate. You're winding down, if Walk anything. the dog already. You know <laughs> what I mean? Second breakfast. <laughs> He's um, ready for bed. You did touch on something with, with, with your age and placement in life, which mm. I really want to get onto. Yeah. Um, but before that, I have to ask a question that I think is synonymous with all mental health podcasts, which is mm. a genuine and, and um, I don't know how what other word to describe it as, but just asking you how you are. How are you? I am genuinely. Well. I genuinely am feeling sort of mentally stronger than I have done maybe ever. I think, but that's probably because I'm better at talking about it 
and I am much better at leaning on the people around me when I'm feeling uh, a bit unstable. Mm. So I think stronger than ever because I feel like I've got more of a hold on it and I know how to catch it before I... I like the term leaning. Yeah. Why is it leaning? Leaning on someone. So I lean on Bella if I'm just saying I'm... I'm finding this very hard to cope with. Uh-huh. It's no, it's actually normally workloads plus tiredness and then a real anxiety around not spending enough time with the people closest to me because yeah. of the work things. And I think that's a very universal feeling. It's probably a very sort of 2019 feeling of like you're so overrun with things and there's so much stuff going on that you sometimes forget about spending time with the people that are most special to you. And you think, well, they'll always be there. And then actually my mum got ill quite recently and that just threw me off. And I was like, fuck, why am I doing, why am I doing that? I shouldn't, yeah, should why, be, that's yeah. not what I should be worrying about. I should be, go, I should be spending time with mum and I should sort of cancel a few things and whatever. So hard that, though, man. Really hard because you, and also then I've got to go and be fun every day on the radio. And um, I suppose in any job you've got to perform, haven't that's you? That's hard. So you, you have to then at 6.30, after I've spent a long time with dad or mum on the phone the night before, You've got to forget about that for a little bit. And so all of those things, they're just life things, but they are hard to deal with. But I'm much better at talking about them. I mean, I wouldn't have talked about them on a podcast yeah. four or five years ago. And I think people have, I think we've all come a long way. That's incredible, though. That mm. is, you know, to, to put it like that, in, you have a responsibility to be bubbly every mm. morning, mate. But that's why I think it's also important that I say that that isn't me all the time. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's not any performer any time or anybody any time all the time you're you're not no one is one thing i think is another really important point and i said on radio one maybe three or four months ago that i'd had a panic attack yeah that week and that's no i would never have said that four or five years ago and the amount of people that then messaged in and contacted me on Instagram and stuff to say, I oh God, I would never have thought that you'd be suffering from that stuff. I have this, or my mate has this, or my girlfriend has this. And it just does open up the conversation. And that and opening up the conversation has become, you know, a bit of a, a buzz a buzz phrase, isn't it, at the minute? But it's very, very important. It though. is a buzz phrase, but I think it is in response to a genuine social shift. I think we've mm. got, I think we're competing with like an incredibly rapid evolution in technology and in yeah. and interacting, you know, the network that we exist in. Sometimes when people say, uh, you know, there's there's been conversations suggesting that with the amount of labels getting thrown around and, you know, anxiety, this and depression, that, you know, maybe you're even manifesting these 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 uh, feelings. But I, I, I strongly oppose that view on the basis that I feel we're so close to our existence mm. that we don't step out and go, no, actually, I think I think if, if you really look at what everyone is competing with every day, it's a miracle People are just, True. just constantly, yeah, it's, the entire they're, they're, time. It's too much. Especially if you're in the city. The world is probably too much. Yeah. Like, so you have to you have to find ways of turning it down and turning it off so what, every now and then. Did you did you know you were going to need to put up... I've I got a couple of questions. So yeah, yeah. firstly, did you know you needed to manage your mental well-being going into the job or did you find that out through an experience and... What was it that led to your panic attack? I I knew that I had to have my life in order in order to take on a job like this. Right. I think, and as as much as you can have your life in order. So I so Bella is a massive part of probably what where I've had my development as a human in the last Amazing. three years or so. 
because it, it it's reminded me of having that grounding of a real life and then you go off and do a job which is not necessarily real life it's very important to your life and it, uh-huh. make, it gives me a lot of amazing things that I get to do but my main thing that you return home I just I needed to have a home to return to not a literal home but just like yeah my best sort of five mates Bella mum and dad my sister and then totally. and when that's when that's there you can kind of disappear off but as long as you can return back to it I think that was very important for me so I sorted that out and then I guess maybe it all came hand in hand really that Radio 1 saw that I was in a much better place and doing therefore doing better work because it was it was work and I was just throwing everything at it and yeah. feeling relaxed, therefore more creative and kind of oh, better ideas right, and all the rest right. of it. And then actually better, being better on the radio and learning how to be better at that and not panicking about it as much and not letting that job just be the only thing that defined me, I guess, yeah. was, was quite important. Um, what was the other part of your question? And then what the panic attack? I just yeah, well, I think it was just a mixture of everything, trying to do everything, trying to make sure that that show stayed afloat and keep pushing it forward and saying yes to all the things that people are asking me to do and thank you <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while actually because yeah, no, these are, but these sorts of podcasts are so important because you they hear people, people like Pro Green you had Reggie on and all yeah. those sorts of big names talking about these things to their fan bases yeah. and there are a lot of people that would have not would not have thought that that Reggie would have gone through those things or the program would have you know you 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 all find that stuff about people that you interview yeah Um, so the panic attack was I think just a mixture of tiredness and feeling a bit overwhelmed and that job is overwhelming sometimes if you let it be overwhelming and I think when I'm when when people are tired you're more susceptible to feeling sad and a bit displaced and like what the fuck am I doing yeah. so it was that and mum not being very well and yeah I mean that's, that's and also lot. Bella is you know you, you, when you marry someone and when you love someone so deeply you feel all of their so, things as well and she she's done amazingly well with her work in the last few months but she suffers quite badly with stuff and you want to I want to make sure that I've got giving her enough time and I sometimes don't feel like I am and just all that stuff. So sometimes just, it's just, just stuff. emotionally. It just and sometimes comes you to just. A... I, I remember. I just stood in the. I stood in my bedroom and was like, I, I can't make a decision. I can't move. I, I'm sort of paralysed with this thing. But then I just lay down uh, on the bed and was like, this all this will pass, and it did. <laughs> I sort of called Bella and went, I think I'm. Ha- I don't want you to worry, but I yeah. think I'm having a panic attack. And um, but it happens to a lot of people. Is that something she's? dealt with yeah she she suffers quite she has suffered quite badly with anxiety and and uh, and depression over a number of years and she manages it and I'm aware of it and I know what to look for and I know the questions to ask and when to leave her and when to sort of run in and say I'm here yeah I can help be available I can help you with this talk to me so she's helped a lot in understanding it and has helped me learn more about it and encourage me to read certain things or um, talk to certain people about stuff but yeah it is all about management really isn't it totally did you know what, when were you first made aware of mental health as like a thing do you know mm. what I mean like what, consciously yeah, yeah like it, well I think if I look looking back I remember my dad who suffers with depression still now because right. he very rarely sort of you don't really ever get over it. You have to manage it, don't you? Really, if you uh-huh. and, and I think so. My dad lost his job when he was uh, 
when he was 51, he was very, he was a head teacher, so he was, he was smashing it. He was an amazing teacher, but got ill. He just got very poorly. His heart was dodgy and he suffered badly with stress and I guess anxiety. But then he, when he had, he, he couldn't work anymore. So he suddenly just was at home on a, on a pension essentially at 51 and that's not what his plan in life was going to be yeah, yeah, yeah but I was I guess I was 17 or 18 at the time right and I was just about to go to university I didn't know what that was really I just was like oh dad's a bit sad but I was like oh you, but you can you know do anything you like now you're yeah you just you just you've got no job what, what, yeah, like, what dreams got no job mate yeah like terrifying and I didn't really understand it and I don't think yeah. he even understood it and no one really talked about depression it was it was the mid noughties and it wasn't really a thing that no nobody really talks about it so much yeah so openly to be like so melancholy can, or something yeah oh, why are you sad yeah why are you sad because he lost his job um, <laughs> but uh, I suppose that was the first real contact I had with with a, a mental health condition. But I suppose... So literally that term was used then, depression? No, it wasn't. That's what yeah, I mean, it oh wasn't. Right. So that the term, it, it wasn't used. And then uh, it wasn't until a few years later when we, when I probably started doing some work with some charities that I really realised it. So I guess 20. within the last four or five years, oh. probably. Because yeah, I, I think... it's so... Yeah. It's mad, that's, that's mad to think about that. It is really. As well. But even... But we've been aware of that suicide stat for years yeah. as young men. Yeah. We know that, but we probably haven't associated, I haven't associated that necessarily with mental illness or mental health necessarily. Which yeah. is a weird thing to think about. Yeah. Uh, mate, it baffles me, genuinely. Mm. I mean, if I was to ask myself that question, actually, in hindsight, I don't. Well, uh, actually, I. I mean, if ADHD counts as something, I almost was the reason why I got diagnosed with ADHD because I was so bored in right. a computer class <laughs> that I looked up why I might be so bored in this computer class yeah. and then read this whole thing and it was like, if you are 24 of these 30, yeah. and I was like straight up 28, maybe 29. Yeah. <laughs> well, how does it manifest itself sort of on a daily basis? For, for me, ADHD? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what? I don't know. I think... Because that's something that so Bella's come theories. to me and said that she thinks she suffers with really? definitely a lot of the symptoms of it I, I, it's, I mean there's so much there's still quite a lot of like development going on around what people even think it is mm. so for example the ADHD specialist who I was sent to because of a TV show I was doing just as like a psychiatric mm. kind of thing he told me like straight up it was neurological like you're born with it <laughs> whereas there's this guy called Gabor Mate who's like this really amazing progressive I think like child psychologist slash psychiatrist and he believes that it's you're born with the propensity to 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 have ADHD or right. uh, something else but it's triggered actually by your the environment that you grow up in mm -hmm. but and when he describes why he has ADHD is like re identical to my upbringing and right. I was like oh, that's you know but I don't know it manifests itself in various ways like I I I, for a long time, and I'm finding ways to manage this now, you know, stuff like yoga when I can. I, mm -hmm. I, I make sure I exercise as much as possible. Getting up early? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and sober, all these other so things. So um, routine helps as well? I think as much as I hate to admit it, I think, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> like panning things. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I've, I've, I've had, like, organisational almost, like, dyslexia before. Like, I can't, like, I really struggle to... Uh, to 
um, I, like chaos is I can only I can understand chaos more than I can understand order <laughs> and fail, like failure to complete tasks as yeah, well to like really focus on our distracted. thing yeah, yeah really easily distracted um, that's something I've been really 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 trying with recently to just breathe and work through the fear of that but yeah. I don't know I mean it's just a label in it but I think it, I think medication has helped me focus for sure but I've, since I've gone through various life changes, I do feel as though it's had some kind of, like if I managed it enough, I might actually grow out of some of the things mm. that have helped, helped me back. But I don't know, it's up for debate. Um, it's very interesting though, because the, the medication thing I find interesting is that, as it's still very much a taboo thing. Like if you say that to some people, they'll go, oh, you're on mad pills. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, really? a, I definitely think that's the thing. And... Uh, uh, I keep talking about Bella, but she's uh, she, yeah, yeah. you should get her on this podcast. I mean, she's like right. she's a, actually down, a, a brilliant sort of uh, uh, mental health advocate. Advocate, yeah. But she talks quite a lot in her book about uh, the judgment that she faced from faces from people when when it was people people she went out with or whatever that she had medication. She had medication. There's a massive stigma around medication. So there's a huge stigma around it still, and, and actually she says there shouldn't be because they really help her and they really help regulate you only it. hear the you only really hear I think it's because if it hasn't worked for you you're more vocal yeah it's one of those things isn't it it's like if you're if you've done a run of antidepressants or something mm. and it's like maybe ruined your life yeah. or like you really struggle to get off them or yeah. you don't wean off them and then you just lose it you yeah know? and also sometimes they're they're given uh, they're mis, mis, uh, misdiagnosed. Mis, it's misdiagnosed all the time. Yeah, like so. I had to roll in America, just chucking it out. Don't yeah. even have to have ADHD. They're just yeah. giving you these speed pills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when yeah. I, that's how I really knew I had ADHD because I, um, it, I'm a lot better now. But I was unbelievably. You'll remember this actually from in <laughs> Rizzle Kicks, like the kind of peak Rizzle Kicks days. Unbelievably impulsive, like. I, yeah. I honestly had yeah good interview though yeah I know but good like, interview I, I had I I I literally actually it's quite it's quite mad to think about in hindsight yeah. I had no I had no moment between thought and talking right like when I say no I mean like I actively would say something before even considering the idea of, and then when I took but, this Adderall in New York I suddenly was like able to decide whether <laughs> I wanted to say something. But, but also, there's that that brilliant thing of sort of living with your condition or living yeah. with that living with that as that is your personality. Yeah. And there's always there's a weird sort of balance between that and making sure that you're healthy and that you're getting on with life and you're feeling fulfilled and the rest of it. But and also being yourself. True, isn't it? There's that thing. Yeah. So, I someone mean, asked me a really interesting, weird question. They were like, "Do you think living with anxiety?" actually benefits some people <laughs> and I, I I found the answer very difficult because I, you can't speak for any, for anybody really but it's it's an interesting one because can, I mean it, when I first went to therapy my, my therapist the, imagine this in my first session she said she said you know you sure you want to start <laughs> she was just like warning like you want to get into this you really want to get into wow. this just because I was very you know, like, yeah. No, it's just like, what are you going to say, you know? I was probably trying to already, like, mentally, like, oh, what, are you going to talk to me about my mum? My mum, oh, yeah, yeah, like, my mum and dad, yeah, I get it. And she was kind of like, you know, she said to me, anxiety is your petrol. Like, you live off this. This yeah. is how, she said, this is how you create. It's going to be very difficult for you. And literally, I've come out of it, I had a year of writer's block after going, after being successful in therapy. Yeah. You're too, it's too like, blissful. Just because it was just how I, it was like the whole, uh, uh, but I don't think I'd swap it. No. 
Well, that's that's I find that really interesting because that that punctuates the point, which is it's about managing it and embracing it, really, isn't it? And, and sort of and uh, and embracing your own um, your own foibles as a human. Like yeah. How can you manage it and how can you make it work for you, I guess? Yeah. To a certain extent. No, I know. Like, I do get it. I, and, and, you know, with some of the holistic stuff I've done, there are people, you know, like, no, ADHD is a, it's a gift, you know. You don't <laughs> have to you know, medicate that. And I think, ultimately, it's what works for everyone. I'm, I'm now in a personal space where I kind of take it as I will. I feel like it helps me on mm. occasional days, whereas before, there were horrible phases where I was like, oh, my God, I haven't taken it. Yeah, like, I'm not, I yeah. can't function. And, uh, and the interesting thing is that everyone's different and nobody has worked out how to mend the brain or how to get into the brain. No, and no one... We're working on it. It's all trauma stuff, you know? And, and, and when you're talking about your friends, you've just described community, which is like a massive aspect of... I, I think it underpins so many issues mm. in our society right now because we have kind of virtual communities. But that... Grounding, you know, there's an amazing author called Johan Harry. If you read his book no. called Lost Connections, and he 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 talks about his experience of antidepressants, but he more importantly speaks about the reality that genuinely the uh, psychiatrists involved in this process are openly understand that it's not a cure in the slightest. They don't mm. even they're not even suggesting it is mm-hmm. a cure. So he went to try and understand the root of all this stuff, and he said that the conclusion he kind of draws from a lot of going around the world and speaking to a lot of people is that it's just a loss of connection. Like depression starts with, so for example, if you talk about someone losing a job. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, you have to find a way to fulfill that yeah, to, to reconnect to purpose. So with your father, I think it would have been purpose in that moment. Mm-hmm. Or if I know sometimes I spend so much time focused on something or, or you know, I don't know, that I, I realised I need to just see a close mate. Mm-hmm. And even just seeing them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you talk about. Well, it does matter. I mean, ideally something, you know. <laughs> but, but, but totally you know, the act of seeing yeah. it. So, so you're, you're banging. It's the, you're right, it is the connections. And a lost connection, everything can conspire out of control. And we, but the problem is, is that we live in 2019, which is just it's too there's too much going on, so it's too much. noisy. I know. Yeah, and um, also too disparate. Everything is 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 split up and divided, and it's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to deal with. There's a lot to process. Yeah, I wonder what we'd do if we were told that we had a limit. Like, if imagine if we were starting the day and you went right, your mind's got. Four gigs. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, what, yeah. Like you, would you start? What would you start losing? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got that app, app, haven't they, on the iPhone where you can do like a phone limit, time limit on the apps and stuff. Really? And I've tried that, but it's too easy to get in, get past it because it's like. <laughs> Oh, you've done your 15 minutes of allotted time on Instagram today. It's like, put your password in, you get another hour. And so it's not quite right. It needs to, it needs to sort of self-destruct oh God, or something. You, you, want some civi- you want some punishment? Yeah, it needs to go off. It needs to turn itself off or something. It needs to, or it needs to text your ex. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to have some sort of. Do you know what I mean? It does, doesn't it? It needs to have some sort of. That's incredible. Like, I've just got a new dog, and you have to train them. Oh, you train have to be them. Firm. You have to be firm. You, you, obviously, you never harm an animal, but so you just no, you just say be, no. It's good to you, be firm. You do a no, and then you reward for good behavior. Yeah. So the only the way, way we will learn is by being punished for bad behavior. Brilliant. Like, if I'm looking at Instagram too long. They should immediately we can, just dial. We can, we can take that dialing. audio out. We can take that audio, that exact section. The only way to learn in this world is be punished for bad behaviour. Yeah. Um, love that. Uh, a way to escape, if not briefly, or reconnect to yourself, mm. to life, to other people, is through music, which is something that, yeah. if anything, you hear too much of. Weirdly, I don't hear that much because we're doing... Good, we good do, well, it's true, we don't... When, we, when I'm doing the show, I'm not really sitting and focusing on the lyrics so much because I'm having to plan the next bit or speak to the next caller or... You just mute it, don't you? Think of a funny bit. Yeah, just put Radio 2 on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think... So So when people are like, oh, don't you get sick of the same old songs? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But mainly I'm, I'm planning the next bit. But you are, of course, a music lover. Yeah. And music is... I I think everyone would agree incredibly therapeutic yeah. so um, we did our first gig last year Music for Mental Health which was wicked uh, and we're going to do it again this year mm. to come down yeah I'd love um, to but I, w- I just wondered if there are any like songs or, or bands or artists that have I say maybe cemented a moment in time for you or you mm. can't listen to because it's <laughs> difficult or you know that some albums have been ruined or songs have been ruined yeah there's nothing that's too difficult to listen to I don't think but um, I've got a really interesting relationship with music I think because my shows on Radio 1 have always been very entertainment focused but I've always had a huge passion for music but I almost see those two things as a bit separate in my head and there's sometimes where I get to really shout about a new artist and and really go for it on the show. But I, I, I feel like I actually weirdly have a very... And I suppose everyone does, but it might sound weird for a radio presenter to have a very private relationship with music. Maybe that I don't, I don't necessarily get... To, I don't necessarily get to play absolutely everything that I love on, a, on an entertainment daytime show no, in no, the way that someone like a Hugh Stevens or... Um, you know, even someone like Lauren Laverne or something would get to play. Well, it's that specialist, though, isn't it? Yeah, get to play a lot more of their of their stuff. Not to say that I dislike pop music because I love I love popular music, but um, the albums that are really special to me, the last Bon Iver record, I really was sort of like a, was like therapy for me. That was that last it? one. Yeah, I, I I've always loved him. Anyway, I just think he's the most incredible artist I mean his brain is just fascinating yeah he definitely doesn't understand his own brain he's but you can hear that in his music and I think he has such a great exploration of his ideas and he always collaborates with interesting people I mean him collaborating with Kanye on a a number of occasions is 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 amazing because if you listen back to his first record you'd never in a million years go oh this guy 
who's done Skinny Love is going to end up yeah. on stage with, with Kanye at Glastonbury. Do you reckon the, he's, uh, has he reckon got back in touch with Emma? <laughs> for Emma forever ago. I've n- well, maybe. I'm sure Emma's... Um, I hope she's all right. I hope she's okay. I'm sure, well, I think she is fine. I think that was the problem. Um, yeah, oh, that... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I think she's great. But there's... Um, yeah, so music like that was really... Because that, that came to me when I was... It was just after a bad breakup and I'd met someone really amazing and new and we sort of... We had a really amazing time together and that was the first time I thought okay, I can repair myself after this sort of horrible breakup. Right. So that album came along. It tends to be a lot of breakups. So that, so that came up, so Bonnie Iver's first album? No, the, late, the latest Sorry. album. Bonnie Iver's um, latest album came at a point where you were recovering from a breakup. Was it 20, 22 A Million, isn't it, the album? I can't remember what it's called now. I don't know. My, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm aware of his genius, but I don't, I'm, I'm not too mm. versed on his back catalogue. Yeah, so that, that record's really... Um, was really brilliant sort of recently uh, anything old school anything from your childhood Dire Straits because my dad played it all the time really so Dire Straits the Beatles Eric Clapton Joan Armour Trading that sort of music was just in in the house the whole time uh-huh. so Dire Straits was a really whenever I hear Dire Straits uh, it all will always rhyme with my dad because he would always sing it around the house and then weirdly, he was he was ill again about two or three years ago. And um, this is a really weird story. I don't know if I've ever told this story. It's really odd. So he had he went and had to have open heart surgery. Whoa. Which is quite... It's hardcore. And it's literally invasive. Yeah. <laughs> so Could have been more. He had to have this. And he met... Um, the surgeon was called Frank Wells. He was a very eccentric old surgeon. He was like, Alan, what we're going to do is if we... Uh, I'm going to chop you open... Get in there, have a rummage around. Uh, if we can fix the valve, I will. If I can't fix it, I'll repair it. And I'll be listening to Dire Straits while I do it. And uh, if it goes a bit complicated, I'll put some Mozart on. Brilliant. And my dad was like, okay, cool. Well, good deal. love Dire Straits. That's good. Nice. And there was a moment we were waiting. Um, he was having it done in uh, a hospital in uh, outside Cambridge, uh, a really amazing heart and lung hospital called... Adam Brooks. Shout out to Adam Brooks. Shout out Adam Brooks. Save my dad. Yo. Um, and me and my mum were walking around, <laughs> walking around John Lewis, aimlessly panicking. Yeah. Like, we're waiting for, waiting like, for the phone call. We're waiting for the phone call. And the surgeon has said, we'll call you at about midday if it's going to happen. You know, if, if, if everything's all right, yeah. if it's a bit later. Because there's, of know. course, a risk. Massive risk. So we were in the the, the audio section of, uh, of John Lewis and... Dire Straits Walk of Life was on. Right. One of the speakers. Right. And at that moment, my mum's phone rang. No. And it was the surgeon saying, Hello, uh, just let you know, Alan's absolutely fine. He's a bit woozy. But uh, he's done well. We've sewn him up. We repaired the valve and you can come and see him at four. And it it was just one of those very weird, very weird moments. It's universe nodding at you. And I filmed, I went back. I saw my mum and and she was like, I went back to the speaker and filmed it just to prove that that moment had happened. Had happened. It was very, very weird. Oh, very strange. Wow. I, love I mean, Dire Straits are quite a popular old band, but still, yeah, the, but the coincidence the timing, is real and weird. It's the timing. Yeah. 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 Like, I've always felt like that's the universe just giving you like a little... Yeah. Uh, so I was, th- I was very thankful for that. And anything like Van Morrison as well, he used to sing that quite a lot. So those sorts of old records definitely were quite important to me. Wicked. I feel that. Um... Would you say you're you're experiencing your your best period of mental well being? Mm. 
You are. I would. Yeah. So what would be your worst, do you think? The worst is when you lose perspective and uh, and you can't focus on just... Well, when did that happen? When, when you get to it, I think it's when you get too... When I get too introverted and when I get too self-obsessed, I think. And I, th- and I actually... I'd say relationships have been the thing that have consumed me the most. And that's why it was such a relief to meet someone like Bella at the time I have done where I feel more complete as a human. Uh-huh. And I feel like I can actually help be better to the people around me and focus less on myself weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And therefore by doing that, everyone rises up. Yeah, you know of what course. I mean? But there was definitely a few periods of my life where I just, I think just through your 20s, you're... You're a mess when you're in your 20s. Yeah. And not enough people say that yes, you're you going to be a fucking mess and yeah. a nightmare and you're going to make loads of mistakes and you might look like a grown-up, but you're essentially still 14 and you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be given, uh, a, you know, you shouldn't be given all this responsibility. <laughs> it's true. I, I do think. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 27. 27. No, but you're, you're, you're coming you're, out you're, of it. You're totally you're right. Out no, no, you don't have to make up for it. I'm, I, I, I am... <laughs> I forgot I, how horribly young you are. No, I, but, I, agree, I agree with you. You don't get told that, and it's painful. Mm. It really is painful. But then the flip side of that is you have to go through have to. shit to realise what's great and, and, what, and work out what's important to you eventually. And hopefully I will stay in this mindset for as long as I possibly can. That um, I feel that that as life goes on, I become less important in my own life, if you know what I mean. Which is great. The other people are much better. And that was reflected in my work as well. When I realised on the radio that how could I possibly have better stories than the several million people who listen to the yeah, show yeah, yeah. Like how how dare I think that I was the funniest person possible yeah. you know what I mean like there are, I mean I have my moments yeah. but do you, I am the orchestrator of that show yeah. where I bring in people I bring in a great guest and I go tell your story do uh, your bit uh, I know what you're uh, and then suddenly that's that's been reflected in my actual life as well so I've just got better with that and I think I just became completely self-obsessed as you tend to when you're in your 20s and like, oh, the, nothing's going right for me. This girl doesn't fancy me. Why yeah. is this? Why is this gone tits up? Why is that? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly it's all woe is me. It's like stick Bonnevere on and wallow a little bit. But maybe you have to go through that. Maybe that's maybe that is it. But I feel like now at the ripe old age of 33, I feel sort of as fearless. That as is I, a ripe age. It's a good age, I think. Mate, I've always thought 35 mm. is when I'm really going to start understanding things. Yeah, but <laughs> I, but weirdly, but I feel sort of younger and more connected to my fearless 18-year-old self uh-huh. that just wanted to be on the radio, you know, and I just didn't think I wouldn't be. And yes. I lost that. I lost yes. that for a bit in my 20s. Yes, you do lose that mm. because you start doubting. Mm. And doubt is... Scary. It's horrible. It's a. Uh, it eats. It eats away. At and you. then it starts to make. It starts to make like conspiracies. Mm. It goes well. Clearly, since you did this, this means that. Yeah. And that's why that's that. And you're just kind of in an endless pit of suffering. But also, it's, it's important to say to any of your listeners that your 33 might come when you're 43, or it might have already happened when you're 27. Or, but I, I just. It's wave-like. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. It's definitely wave-like, and and. Yeah, all I know is that uh, my major lesson so far at 27, going through this stuff, going through a lot of self-doubt, made some mis- some big mistakes, made some, tried to make amends, tried to 
believe in myself, not believe, you know, all that kind of stuff is that patience seems to underpin all of it for me. And I just think time feels mm. different. Time feels, time feels a little time. And, and you know what? And I'm, I'm really working on just shifting comparison and stuff. It's just needless, needless mm. energy. When, when you can actually just look at your life, ground yourself. There's like five ten poles, you know. Mm-hmm. This is what I find interesting, and I don't know if it, I'm not sure if I've said so much. Um, there's five tent poles that benefit everyone, which is like sleep, nutrition, mm-hmm. um, sleep, nutrition, community, exercise. Wait, what's the fifth one? Love, music. Wait, sleep, nutrition. I've forgotten a five tent pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 nature, 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 nature. nature. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so, and and it's like those. Honestly, I think if anyone puts them in place, yeah, that's it. then you can just. Things might not in a material world, it might not become instantly what you want, but mm-hmm. over a period of time it will. Yeah. So I'm gonna just rattle through a couple of things Please. with you. So um real quick, what's your favourite colour? Blue. Why? Stores likes it. Which kind of blue? Like a a, a dark, like a, a deep royally blue, almost like a green. So a greeny blue. Or turquoise. You're talking about. Or we're talking about duck egg blue. Uh, uh, <laughs> duck egg blue. Yeah. Someone's been painting their house. Listen, I have, I have <laughs> colour charts. No, I'd actually say a greeny blue. I'd say a teal. A, a, a teal. Yes. A teal. Nice, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, what about any reason, by the way? Any reason for the blue? No, not particularly. What's your favourite shape? I don't know. I don't think I've got a favourite shape. It can Maybe. be. You can open it up. I mean, you're a writer. Come on, let's get metaphorical. Okay. What's its shape? Is it is it the is it when the clock strikes eleven p.m. and you're ready for party time? Is that very shape? <laughs> I think I, I, uh, anything that's sort of, I quite like. So I, I draw joint jaunty angles. If I'm when I'm concentrating right on the show, I quite like straight lines and jaunty offshoots and nice. stuff. So I, my doodle would be so like a mad jaunty angle shape would be my. Would be my doodle, beautiful. Which is maybe trying where that's maybe where my brain's going when I'm doing the show. Yeah, maybe just connecting yeah. dots. Yeah, um, and I mean, I would love to to speak to you about this in. My, I think we talk well. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I, I'm, the I, irony I'm of that sentence. It. I think we talk good, so we are having good chat. No, I do. I, I've really enjoyed it, and you clearly have. It's a quiet. Your energy's brilliant and it's very inspiring that the kind of the shift and the, oh, the movements you've taken in your career um we haven't even touched upon you as a as a writer which is something that um i think is brilliant and as much writing as possible really uh <laughs> you know what i mean books but, and that i don't want books to books yeah, are important the just, word is I, important it, just anything that really brings people together isn't it i think that's what i've learned the power of radio and do it in writing books and things that focus people and bring people together. Yeah. It's like a share, it's a shared, it's a community, it's again, it's community, isn't it? We're trying to launch like, a, a book club, actually. Amazing. So, yeah, we'll let you know about that. Um, and also anything to sort of, my big thing is demystifying all the shit that you hear about. Yeah. It's like doing a radio show, it's hard work, but it's not impossible to do. Yeah. Like that's an achievable job yeah. that people can do. Writing a book, again, is might seem daunting. It's an achievable thing yeah. that people can do. It's like, it's a, uh, it's a great thing that you can do with your brain and it shouldn't, it shouldn't ever feel like, well, now I'm going to write a book and how no, do I do no, that? Sit in the cafe tortured and do I, how do I find words? Words are my tools. Actually, yeah. just fucking do it. Yeah. Like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of argument to say that if, you, if you've got a bit of a passion, you go, just do it, man. Because you're, you're a long time dead. <laughs> it's true. My catchphrase that Bella always says back to me is, 
oh come on I've got time for that we'll be dead soon and I, I keep that in my it's head just, it's just positive isn't it no but it is positive <laughs> deep down oh come on we'll be dead soon is positive because it means get up and do it today <laughs> um, anything anything else you'd like you to out. say I bleed you out <laughs> no no it's fine it's fine listen impending doom is brilliant so yeah. just let me let me know what what would you say um, to to your listeners fans um, people who jump on this podcast because it does it gets some wicked messages for this podcast it, it, it really bet. is great it's very yeah um, so it really will sit with some people so is there anything that you can say to anyone who might be I don't know struggling or like not you know what would you say that, that people that you that everyone feels lost and that uh, and that nobody really has got it cracked and no matter how outwardly positive someone might look or sound or whatever no one has really got it nailed and everyone goes through their own version of what you're going through I think that's important to know and that uh, it's important to to reach out to people and that might be your mate just to be like I'm feeling really sad or I'm really struggling at work or I think I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship or whatever it might be I've literally just come off the phone with one of my best mates who is just He's, old, he's a bit older than me, and I always thought, I always looked up to him, he's an old schoolmate of mine, and I always looked up to him as like the sorted guy. And he's just literally just been on the phone to me, just, and he's just described the fact that he's in an emotionally abusive relationship. And he didn't realise. And I was like, that, get rid. This yeah. is, it, it, and it sometimes, uh, it creeps up on people. So just give yourself a break, is what I'd say. As well. That's a massive one. Don't feel like you should be anything at any but age. don't necessarily have a Kit Kat because, you know, neutral <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm afraid of a Kit Kat. Yeah. I was the voice of Kit Kat once. Don't lie. Yeah, for one, for one year and then they sacked me. Really? Yeah. How do you eat a Kit Kat? Do you break it in half? Yeah, of course, I'm a monster. I mean, I've seen people do it. I've seen people you, take a four. What, and eat it like that? Yeah. No. I know. I hope, you dis- the, I hope you disassociate yourself with those people. I dissociate with them because, you know, nutrition is important. <laughs> <laughs> no, take, I do. T- uh, and also, one final thing take your time with a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> have, honestly, have I have, I've, dis- I've tried to distance myself from sugary snacks. Good. But I am a stickler for sweet and salted popcorn. Oh, that's nice, though. So it's kind of exactly what I'm No, but it's like it's a limited. <laughs> you like it because it confuses you. No, you do because no, it confuses because your like, senses. It's thinly layered in mm. sugar. It feels like I'm less, you know? I feel like it's nutritious. I'll be like, that's popcorn. It's like yeah. 80% air. <laughs> um, all right, great. That, that's, that's what I would say. And, and no, that's genuinely, what you just said was fucking great. That was fucking great. I'm pretty sure we're going to actually edit that down, send it to you as a clip, and hope that you share it on your social. Of course I'll share it. But you, <laughs> also, you can't talk about profit, this stuff like, enough. You, Mate. You, you can't. You, you need to... And you need to find those champions in your life that will that will make you feel better. Like surround yourself with good people. Yeah, is the other thing. And um, and you can't go too far wrong. Can't be kind. Fucking hell. Be kind. And and read. And read. Which is really hard for some people. I find it really difficult. Mm-hmm. But the feeling when I get into a book is like I can't even explain it. Audiobooks are great. Yeah. Anything that you can escape with is nice. That that you can and reflect with. And also just and read about things that you wouldn't normally read about. It's something that I've learned as I've got older. Mm. Don't, listen to Radio 4 a little bit. Really? Or, you know, just for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I actually love Radio 4. No, but I, I would have thought that at one point. You know, just a little bit. Just listen to, something, listen to a podcast that you wouldn't normally listen to because you'll probably learn something. Yeah, it's really important, especially in these current times, to, yeah, to, to, 
to try and gain as much of a diverse opinion mm. or a diverse outlook, rather, not even opinion, perspective. One of the most, I'll, I'll stop talking in a minute, but one no, of, one of the it. most interesting things uh, of, 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 of my recent life. So uh, let's talk about my wonderful wife again. Can you tell that I'm obsessed with her? It's um, great. It's, her it's dad used to be the editor of The Guardian. And I, when I met him, I was... I asked him a lot, of, a lot of questions about stuff, but he. Uh, the thing I learned about from him is that he reads every paper, every day, and he will just to get the broad outlook on stuff. Right. And that's quite a good lesson and quite a good message that you don't shouldn't just read the thing that you're into. Yeah, like, know what the sun's talking about. Know why the guardians does, does their thing. What what you know? What's the mirror saying? What's the time say? Like all of that stuff is quite important. I'm not sure I advocate for that now. I can't lie to you. But it's not necessarily just, <laughs> not just the newspapers thing. But like I know every, what you're it's, saying it's, it's, it's the it's the message that carries, is, which is yeah. that don't be afraid mm. to look at something in contrast to how you feel. Yeah, yeah. And feel empowered enough to decide whether yeah. or not that is actually a mass, that's a, a big point is to have the you you can choose not to engage with something. It doesn't mean you have to be annoyed that it exists. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. totally. You, you don't have to. You don't have to love Justin Bieber, but it's good to know what he's on about. Because yeah. a lot of people... Like, and you, also, you understand the world a bit more. Yeah. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll be even more confused. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. You, and I think you've, it just... Don't yeah. shut yourself off to anything. Knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power. Anyway, I'll get, I'll get um, out of it now. But also power is essentially not something we need to create a sense of dominion with. <laughs> Power is actually your own about, power. It's all about being powerful. Yeah, I exactly. say. You know, it's different between power and powerful. Yeah, because power, I think, is relative. <laughs> I think we peaked at the Kit Kat. So I hope they did that did, last shit out. All right, awesome. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Love you loads, mate. Thanks, mate. Nice <laughs> to see you. You Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Powered by Spirit Studios.